Hi, I'm Anthony. Welcome to the Lico Canyon Collective News Desk. And we're going to be talking about disabilities in the East Midlands and lack of opportunities for them. My own disability is autism and it affects the way I communicate. I'm 29 going on 30 and live in Kimberley, Nottingham. Yes, it's James. So, James, what do you do? I'm a photographer. Wow. And what opportunities do you think there are for people with autism? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh yes, and do you think the opportunities available are good enough? Um, sometimes. Okay, what do you, and what do you think all councils in the East Midlands could do better to, to provide more opportunities? Um, yes, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, my advice for people with autism is to be yourself. What is your advice? To be yourself and, um, and to... Just, just be you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. Can I ask you? I'll now introduce you to Brian. Yes. What are you doing? Um, I'm a dog trainer. Wow, dog trainer. What, do you, what opportunities do you think there are for people with autism? There's not enough. Do you think the opportunity to... Opportunities available are good enough. No, there needs to be more because not everyone can access them. <laughs> what do you think all councils, not just in Nottinghamshire, but in all of the East Midlands, could do better to provide more opportunities? They need to increase funding and increase wow. speaking to, to actual clients and mm. service users, not just government officials. Wow. <laughs> My advice for people with autism is to be yourself. What is your advice? Yes, you can't be anyone else. You've just got to be authentic. Okay. Okay, I'll now introduce you to Edith. So, so firstly, what do you do? Um, I am um, disabled. Okay. Oh. What opportunities do you think there are for people with autism? I think they're significantly reduced um, because of um, like requirements for communication, good communication skills, and ability to do things like phone. jobs so a lot of disabled people tend to work for themselves mm. and that can have its own problems in terms of 
Okay. Do you think the opportunities available are good enough? What do you think all councils in the, not just in Nottinghamshire, but in all of the East Midlands, could do better to provide more opportunities? Um, I think it depends where you are in the East Midlands. Um, some counties are better than others. Um, I think there needs to be more of an understanding that it doesn't, like, autism doesn't necessarily mean that you have a learning disability and so making services dependent on whether you have a learning disability or not can discriminate against people um, who don't have a learning disability and um, you know it can make it so much harder to access um, specialist support um, when it's And finally, my advice is for people with autism is to be yourself. What is your advice? Okay, this is Colston. He works for Dalby Telegraph. Colston, today we're talking about lack of opportunities for people with dis disabilities in the East Midlands. First question, how do you get to, into writing for a paper? Well, it was all I ever wanted to do. Um, and uh, it's interesting opportunities because uh, back when I was when I was a teenager, which is late seventies now, um, even that, even if you were, even if you you didn't have any disability, they they were not very helpful in careers advice back then. Um, I was good at English, and I knew I wanted to be a journalist. And uh, the, the only careers advice I ever got was go and work in a library uh, if you're good at English, and I ignored that. And I wrote to the local newspaper and, and said, uh, give me a chance, please. And I was lucky because they had a space and they took, they, uh, they liked my enterprise in sending them a letter and they took me on uh, three weeks before Christmas. And then at Christmas, we were all breaking up. And I said, well, what happens now? Do I, can, uh, am I coming back in the new year? 
and they said uh, of course you are and uh, and here I still am so that was that that's how I got into it wow so what opportunities do you think there are for people with autism in journalism um what opportunities do I think there are for people in journalism today um I think journalism has changed an, an enormous amount. A great deal of, of uh, journalism now is is geared to online. And if you're an absolute whiz at social media and that sort of thing, I think uh, there's, there's, uh, there are more opportunities in that area. I'm sort of, I'm at the tail end of it now. I'm getting towards the end of my career. I try to be quite good on, on uh, online matters. I think I'm, I'll get by. But uh, it's people who have grown up with the internet as a thing and social media as a thing who are getting on in it now. Um, but you still have to have the ability uh, to, to do the basics. That's speak if you're talking about broadcast journalism and, and write if you're talking about print journalism. I think the basics are still very important. And I think they'll become more important. Sure. Come on. Do you think the opportunities available are good enough? Sorry, Anthony, I didn't quite catch that. Do you think the opportunities available are good enough? Um, it's a difficult one to answer because the, the, the industry has contracted a great deal. There are not as many jobs as there used to be, and the jobs are very different. And... I think that I think the opportunities are I think the opportunities are good enough. Yes, but you but they're, they're perhaps hard to find and hard to you you've and you've got to, you've got to keep watching very closely. On uh, a lot of jobs are advertised uh, online, uh, not in the old conventional way. Um, and I also think there's still an opportunity for people. To do what I did all those years ago, and 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 get in with a paper, or a or a or a radio station, or whatever. I know several journalists uh, who've made good careers. One is one is working for a national newspaper now, who simply kept on volunteering at, at my paper um, for about seven months. He came in from, he came in and did and, and and just helped out and made an absolute nuisance of himself, but he's also we started to spot that he was actually quite good as well. And eventually, when a, a job became available, he was absolutely in pole position. And that was without having gone on, in, on any particular courses, although he took a course at home. But he hadn't gone to university or anything like that. He just made a nuisance of himself and done the job uh, voluntarily for a period of time. And he reaped the benefits of that. So I think there's there are... There are ways of getting still ways of getting in like that rather than the conventional way. You get you you're given opportunities to prove yourself. You might have to be prepared to uh, to do something for nothing for a little while to to to, if, to prove yourself. But if you can, uh, then uh, then that's that's one of the ways in. But there are also still some very good courses out there. The University of Derby's is a very good journalism course. Uh, a lot of my former colleagues are on it. Uh, are, are teaching on it, having moved over from doing the job. And uh, it's, a, it's a very, very thorough course, and it takes into account all aspects of modern journalism. 
Does that help at all? Yeah, Anthony's just writing it down. Yeah. I think all the local newspapers, not just in Derbyshire, but all in the all these better to provide more opportunities. Do I think that, that, that newspapers in general should provide more opportunities? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's a difficult one because it's a big financial issue. Uh, they, newspapers are, are run on, and Andrew would say radio stations as well, are run on much smaller staffs now than they were when I was starting out. That's a financial issue. The advertising isn't there anymore that the newspapers used to have because the internet takes a lot of that. When I was uh, <clears throat> when I was young, and up till about fifteen years ago, um, all the all the property adverts and all the car adverts were in the paper, and the paper made money hand over fist from those. Uh, so were the job ads. All of those things are online now, and all newspapers have faced financial difficulties <clears throat> from losing that 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 work. They haven't done anything wrong. Uh, it's just that the, those, I mean, the house ad looks better on the internet where you can look at 25 pictures of the house, which you can't do in a newspaper. Um, so financially, the, the newspapers have become constrained and there are fewer jobs because of that. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I think it's fair that, that, that newspapers can't be expected to provide more opportunities than they currently do um, because they just haven't got the money to do it. But I would say that they're still offering, offering what opportunities they can um, and the online business is expanding and there are opportunities there. Um, and talent, people with talent will still get, can still get a job. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, my advice for people with autism is to be yourself. What is your advice? Uh, I th I think that's good advice. Um, if I'm perfectly honest with you, Anthony, I'm not familiar enough with autism to be able to offer uh, advice beyond be yourself. Um, I think sensible people and uh, and I'd like to think that the majority of us are um, because I'm basically a positive sort of person I think the majority of people will will give autistic people the the, the, the patients they they might need will give them you know will will judge them judge them for the for the person they are um, so I think the advice be yourself is as good as any. Absolutely, it is. Oh. I'm sorry if I can't be more expansive. No, I was just about. I don't to, have enough experience. I was just about to ask Anthony because Tolston doesn't know anything about autism. How how would you describe your autism, Anthony? I, I don't know. Uh, it makes me. It makes me nervous, especially when talking to other people. And what what challenges do you have? Sort I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. But you make you nervous talking to, to other people. Yes. 
Yeah, so that, I bet that's quite a difficult day today, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, what other, do you know any other young people with autism? Because um, we spoke, you spoke to Eden and James and Brian, didn't you? And they've well, got different... well, people that were at school and at Portland. Right. And do they have different challenges? I think, I think we should, yes, I think we should ask them too. Yeah, that'd be good, man. So Anthony goes to, do you, do you want to tell Colston about there's, Portland? There's, it's a special, it's a specialist college for, it's a college built, made especially for people with disabilities. It's in Mansfield. Right. And how, yeah. how often do you go there? Friday night, stayed there. I used to be a student there. I also did work experience there. Okay, brilliant. So I think that's, you see, before I met Anthony, I didn't know about, um, what was the name of the college? College. I didn't know about Portland College, you know, and I think I think yeah. a lot of people tend to not know about these sort of places, and and I, I agree. I think it'd be interesting to to interview people there just to get their different opinions on it. Because I bet you, there's, I bet, how, how many people are do, do attend with you? Quite a lot. I it used to be when I was uh, when I was a student, it was about six. Right. Is it more or, less, more or less that stay over now with you on a Friday? Right. Okay, so it's, it's interesting, yeah, Colston, but it's, I think it's important. We One of the reasons we wanted to interview you is to get, because me and Anthony felt we wanted to get somebody's opinion who maybe not, had not had that much experience of, of, of disabilities and particularly autism, because I think it's interesting to see that perception from the outside. Well, I'd, I'd make two points uh, uh, there. When when you said, Anthony, that you were nervous about uh, doing the interview, I think that is something which which uh, happens with the, with the majority of us as well. I appreciate that it may be more so for you with autism. Um, I'm nervous about... I was nervous about doing this too because I'm taking a, a little bit step out of my comfort zone. I'm taking a little bit of a step into the unknown. Uh, so... Um, and, I, and I've always been a little bit of a nervous person as well. Uh, so I think that, you know, the, the nervous thing is, some, is something that's, that's, not, that's not confined to, to, to someone being, to being autistic. Um, the other thing I would say is, again, I know I keep harking back to how things used to be when I was young, but things to me seem to have moved on a, a massive amount. They probably still need to move on a massive amount more, They've moved on a massive amount in that when I was at, at school, there probably were no specialist colleges like Portland. And I can think back now to my school days and I can think of one or two people in my class, in my year, who now I would know that they were, you know, that they struggled at the time, but they were just seen as outsiders and largely ignored back in the 1970s. Those people were probably autistic, we now know, but they they were not seen as such in those in in those days, and it, and it doesn't seem all that long ago to me. It is pushing fifty years ago, I, I guess. I'm, I am that old, um, but um, I do think things have come on a great deal, and that's that, that's that's obviously a good thing. But they need to obviously need to do more as well. I, I'm also, without knowing the specifics, I'm, I'm aware that there are. A great, there's a great massive spectrum. I think is uh, you might uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I imagine there's a massive spectrum with regard to autism, and it takes different forms. Would you agree with that? 
the massive spectrum of autism yes and it takes different different sort of forms i think it'd be interesting i'm really good follow on Anthony I think it'd be good for you to speak to some of the teachers or tutors at Portland College to find out about the history you know to find out how long it's been open so I think that'd be interesting because Colston was saying well, I've been in 1950 so so Portland College so Anthony's just said that it opened in 1950 Portland College and when right. it really specialise in in being support for people with disabilities has it always been like a specialist college it may have it may have started as just a normal college. I think it might have. Because mm, that'd be that makes sense with what Colston was saying about the fact that there wasn't many specialist schools. But just I think uh, that'd be a good question to ask. I think oh, Colston, sorry, what were you gonna say? Perhaps in that while colleges might have existed for people with disabilities back then I, I, I do think an awful lot of people went under the radar and didn't get spotted as requiring that i think that as, might have started with key the people with disabilities for following the war yeah so were there more physical disabilities then? yes i think so yes. yeah Right, okay. And then obviously as time's gone on and we've learned more about disabilities that you that aren't so easy to see. That's when I imagine it's but it'd be interesting to find out when that change yes. happened. Yes, you know. So I think for a long time people would go, oh, when you say people with disabilities, people immediately think think of sort of wheelchair users and people with very noticeable physical disabilities, you know, whereas over time it's now become, you know, we know more about the awareness of of disabilities we can't see, don't we? No, I think that'd be good if you speak to tutors and to some of the students because it'll give a nice, a nice insight. So you've given us a new, another avenue there, Colston.